0: Welcome to the Human Being to Wellbeing show with Dr. Bernard J. Fragomeni. I'm here to help you learn how to turn your haphazard lifestyle into an on-purpose health style and to permanently transform your life from just a human being kind of bumping along without any real plan to somebody that has a plan and is now learning all things necessary to permanently live as what we call a well-being. Let's get started with today's topic. So hey, everybody, this is Dr. Bernard Fragomeni with the Human Being to Being podcast. We hope you're having a happy, healthy day and that you're doing something to not only help yourself transition from a human being to a well-being, but that you're taking care of all those around you. And when we talk about that, we're also talking about those animals that are around you. Yup, we're gonna talk about animals today. And I have got a very special guest uh, with me, Dr. Allison Parnes. Um, She hails from Atlanta, Georgia. She is a graduate of the University of Georgia and has been practicing veterinary medicine for over 18 years. She's also, which I find fascinating and interesting, being a natural medicine doctor, she is certified as a veterinary acupuncture uh, practitioner. Um, She's been involved with a company by the name of LifeVantage, which I am also, in full disclosure, now involved in, using nutrigenomics to help heal her patients for the last six years. And what I am very, very, very envious, and I should probably add in more, I'm very envious of the fact that she and her family recently moved to a 70-acre farm uh, in the northern part of Georgia where she spends time raising her two boys, which we're gonna be talking about her boys uh, in in a minute here. But she also has cats, dogs, chickens. She knows how to take care of them. Um, She's got a tremendous amount of experience, obviously, from the veterinary practice taking care of many animals. And she currently does uh, relief work with a local animal shelter where she still keeps her hands in the business, literally, uh, by spaying and neutering uh, shelter pets. And that's a great tie-in that she and I have because my wife actually runs a rescue ranch out here near Park City, Utah, where I reside. So Allison, welcome to the Human Being to Wellbeing podcast. I'm so glad you took time to uh, be a guest in that we are gonna be able to share with people not just how to take care uh, of themselves and the loved ones around them, but also their pets and animals and how we can impact their lives. Well, so thanks for being on, I appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me, it's an honor to be here.
0: What's the weather like in uh, Northern Georgia today? Is it in the hundreds or is it in the 90s?
1: <laughs> it's actually starting to feel a little bit cooler finally. So we're we're getting, we're getting there to fall, you can see it coming.
0: <laughs> that is great and um, at least we both know being SEC football fans, Not that I've talked to Allison about her being a football fan, with her being a bulldog and with me representing the University of Kentucky through my uh, child that attended school there for equine science. Uh, We're going to have football season to look forward to. At least we think. Good. We hope. Yeah. Yeah. So fingers crossed. So Allison, what I wanted to do is maybe talk a little bit about um, your story. Um, You and I have talked before. It's fascinating. Uh, how you got involved, and there's so many interesting stories of how people have gotten involved uh, in the science of what we call nutrigenomics. Um, we're going to talk about that uh, in a subsequent question and kind of define that. You can define it now if you want, but let's talk a little bit about how, how you came to get involved uh, with this fascinating uh, segment uh, of uh, medicine that we're both uh, now uh, working in.
1: Yeah, well, great question. Um, I never kind of imagined that I would be, um, you know, doing what I'm doing now as far as working with a company. Um, I've always just been a practitioner, um, you know, and I've never done anything except be a vet and a waitress. So those are my (laughs) two previous jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I guess it was about 10 years into practice after I graduated. I worked for uh, a number of very busy um, general practices in the Atlanta area, and um, after about ten years, I guess I, I just started really um, seeing some of the pitfalls in in Western medicine. I, I was finding that I was seeing so many animals coming into me with chronic conditions, end of life um, issues that they were they were dealing with, and I would just come to a point where I had exhausted all of the treatment options for for them, and you know, people were struggling with wanting to, not not ready to let their animals go and, and just really wanting something more. And so uh, more and more people started bringing things into me like that they would go to the health food store and they'd find herbs and supplements and vitamins and they would just dump these bottles on my counter and ask me if it was good for their pet. And, you know, a lot of times I didn't know what the company was. I didn't know the quality of the of what was in the bottle. Um, didn't really see any studies on a lot of this stuff and I just really kind of had to shrug my shoulders like I really don't know what to tell you but I did in the back of my mind I was always very interested in um, in kind of the holistic approach I just real you know in vet school we weren't really educated on nutrition very much and uh, especially not educated on herbs and so I guess there was just a a desire in me to learn more and uh, a good friend of mine had um, gone through acupuncture training and she said, you know, Allison, this could be something great for these patients that you have coming in and, um, you know, it's just another tool in your toolbox to help them. So I decided to pursue that training. And it was incredible. And through that course, I learned a lot about traditional Chinese medicine and herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really kind of fed, fed that desire in me to learn more. And um, so went to went back into practice doing acupuncture, which made a, a tremendous impact in my patients. And, uh, you know, I was actually considering taking an herbal course. But um, unfortunately, around the same time that all this was going on, um, my two sons, who were two and five at the time, were both diagnosed with a genetic kidney disease, and it hit us really out of the blue. My five-year-old was already very advanced. Um, within a few months of his diagnosis, he was on dialysis and kidney failure. Um, we it took us a year. He finally got a kidney transplant, but my younger son was earlier in the, in the disease course, and I just thought you know, there's no treatment, there's no drug that's going to treat this condition. Um, and so I just thought, you know, I'm going to really research everything I can in terms of natural compounds to, to see if there's something that could support his kidneys and give him more time before needing a transplant. So I worked with naturopaths um, for two, almost, well, I guess two years, um, where we had him on all kinds of different supplements and herbs and again a lot of the stuff I wasn't seeing studies on but I just trusted that well what do we have to lose but being a doctor I really wanted to see the science Um, and I also wanted to see lab work you know numbers change
0: right and
1: so for two years we we tried all these things and um, just didn't really see any results Um, and so I kind of had given up honestly and all of these things in my life collided, where it's like I'm looking for something to help my patients. I'm also looking for something to help my son. Mm-hmm. And a good friend of mine, who's also a veterinarian, um, called me to tell me about an herbal product called ProTandem uh, in RF2. And she said, "Allison, this is an amazing product. Um, it, it's helping my patients tremendously. Her dog patients." She goes but it's actually a human product and it has over 26 peer-reviewed studies on PubMed and what it does is is reduce oxidative stress and it can you know everything in in the world is related to oxidative stress that you don't want in your body right so I started really researching this and reading through the studies and um, just realizing that all disease and, and inflammation and aging is all related to oxidative stress so I decided to try it with a couple of patients um, and my son. And within two weeks of my son being on the product, um, we saw changes in his lab work. Uh, Literally the marker for his disease had dropped in half, 50%. And long story short, we were able to get an additional five years longer um, before he needed a transplant than my older son. So we definitely saw 100% Um, extension of that time with him. And ProTandem was the only thing that we had him on and uh, saw incredible results with my patients as well. Um, So I think that between just my experience with using it, um, my own family and and my patients, I was on fire about it and just, I couldn't believe nobody knew about it, you know, and knew about the science. So I felt it was really my duty to share that with my colleagues and friends and family.
0: No, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing story when, uh, one, it's not uh, as linear a pathway. You know, it wasn't a drug rep or it wasn't a farmer rep. It wasn't somebody that brought it to you. It wasn't another physician. You know, I can attest to with what we do uh, with uh, precision medicine with folks where they've got various chronic diseases and conditions. Maybe they're in an acute phase for something else and they're referred by another physician to me. You know, we were come up, I'm coming up with these protocols that tried to go after these various uh what I would call functional medicine or root causes of disease states, you know, and and, and for certain people, some things would work and other people we wouldn't see an efficacy. And and really what it's all about at the end of the day is Dr. Mark uh, Houston, who is one of the key people uh, with the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, where I had my senior fellowship through, he talks about, you know, our world we live in, there's infinite insults uh, out there. But when you look at them from a, a causative standpoint, uh, and it, this applies whether it's a, an animal or whether it's a human being, uh, really we have, we have oxidative stress coupled with inflammation. And, and those two things are key and critical importance to attack uh, if you're looking to either uh, stem an acute uh, situation that's going on uh, or hopefully turn that battleship around uh, of a chronic disease or condition that someone's going through. So it's awesome the story to hear uh, what you had uh, happen from a a family standpoint and you kind of took the ball and ran with it, you know, with, with your practice, can you think of, um, you know, uh, a couple examples or even just one example of somebody that came in uh, with an animal that you had a huge impact, not just on the animal, but on the family. Um, Yeah. You know, you have a story you can maybe share with us about that.
1: Yeah. I think uh, well the most, Impactful story um, was really the very first patient that I, I tried, you know, that I, that I put on for tandem. Um, and this was a dog that I was seeing, 15-year-old beagle um, that had uh, bilateral cruciate disease, had uh, terrible spondylosis in her spine, and also um, arthritis in her hips. And so she really just had severe mobility issues and and couldn't even stand up to go to the bathroom without falling over. So her owners were carrying her in and out to go to the bathroom. She was coming to me several times a week for acupuncture. She was maxed out on pain meds, um, really didn't have a good quality of life at all. Um, and so every appointment we would talk about euthanasia and uh, and these owners were very attached to this dog and I knew that they would do anything. I mean, and when I found out about uh, ProTandem, the dog version is called Pet tandem, same right. herbs, but. I just said, listen, I have a a colleague who's using this with patients. She's seen great results. I don't know how much it will help her at this stage, but um, if you want to try it, we'll go for it. And they were absolutely, uh, let's do it. So we started her on it and uh, they started pretty quickly seeing just a return of her, kind of her uh, vitality. Um, She just became more alert, more engaged, more just had that spark kind of coming back in her eyes. She wasn't sleeping as much. Um, She was trying to do more than she had versus, you know, laying and not really wanting to move. She was actually attempting to get up and do things. And within about six weeks, um, I got a video from those clients showing uh, a video of her in their backyard on her own, just doing this little twirly spin kind of thing that she used to do when she was younger. And It was uh, unbelievable. I mean, if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. And, um, this patient, this dog lived another year of good quality of life. She um, ended up passing away from a heart condition, but that to, to me, it was like unbelievable that, you know, a year prior to that, we would have been putting her down because of pain and mobility. So of course, you know, um, these owners, I mean you know of course they see the results in their dog then they want to start taking it themselves and yeah, you know, yeah. and they had a history too of, of cancer and some other autoimmune conditions and so anyway it's just interesting how it it's not only you know it's a different role for me because normally i'm focused on treating the animal and and uh, with this product what's so great is that i'm able to impact the humans in the family too yeah yeah, um, yeah. that's
0: okay well, you're impacting them in more ways than just that because of what you did for their, you know, we all know that have had dogs succumb. Uh, it's like losing a family member for a lot of us, you yeah. know, we don't take it very quickly. Uh It's pretty neat. We're, we've got a little experiment going on in my neighborhood. So, um, and what Dr. Parnes is talking about is that for larger animals, we use the human uh, uh, NRF2 for smaller animals. Dogs and animals, we can use the, the pet tandem. I think is today National Dog Day or International Dog Day. <laughs> I remember seeing that somewhere. I'm not,
1: sure. I'm not sure.
0: We should both know that. You should definitely know that. People. I
1: should definitely know that. I swear, there's all kinds of holidays. I know.
0: Uh, there's stuff that's showing up on my calendar this week that I'm not even sure what it means. So, but uh, interestingly enough, we've got a neighbor I gave. He's got. A, they've got a toy-sized dog. Um, older. It it, it meanders kind of up and down the stairs on their back patio and goes out and does its business. Typically, literally the second day with a half dose, uh, my neighbor said I had to watch the dog because she took off and ran across the street. Please watch your dog, because if I help it to actually be able to run around again like a puppy or honestly, tandem helps it. The last thing I want is it to get run over by a car. Yeah. And said, I'll be now the one to blame, or will be the one to blame. Oh yeah. But I don't want any part of that. So I said, watch watch, watch Bailey when you let her out. You know, watch Bailey, be careful when you let her out. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's great stories to hear you from a clinical and from a family standpoint, exposure standpoint, and also how it evolved. Uh, in well, and
1: what's so great, too, is that, you know, with animals, there's no placebo effect. I exactly. mean, you know you know, when it's working, because you can see it in their their behavior and uh, their attitude. And, you know, whereas people sometimes they're a little more skeptical, and they're like, well, I'm not sure if it's working, or, you know, they think maybe it's all in their minds. But mm-hmm. with animals, there's no doubt, you know, and so that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So this evolved for you. It's, it's interesting, because uh, I'm seeing it in my own practice, what's happening with me, um, you know, since getting involved and kind of abandoning some of the other directions we were going with our Practice, but uh, what's even more interesting for you is you know, fast forward to where you are now, um, this kind of involved into a way of life and a, and a business for you. So, can you talk a little bit about that as far as what's happened as far as the organization that you've built out on underneath you and the types of practitioners or people that you've got that are probably interesting stories that you could share?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this, you know, this was a whole new world to me in terms of the business, like I said, I've really. I've never had any experience doing any any type of sales or any marketing, anything like that. You know, I consider myself an educator um, because that's what I do in my job. And if there's something I I feel it's going to help my patients, I educate them. And so I kind of looked at this very, very much the same. Um, you know, once I, I guess when I, when I learned about the product, you know, of course, my question is, where do I get it? And then I, I find out that it, this is a, um, it's sold through direct sales, which Sometimes people kind of get like gun shy with, with direct sale, selling companies. And I wasn't, I didn't really have a strong opinion about it either way, but I was um, just had no clue about what the industry was like. And as far as it didn't really plan on making a business out of it. I was busy and a mom and already working a lot, but, um, but the only way for me to be able to provide the product in my practice was to become a distributor. Um, And I wanted to be able to have it on the shelves to be able to give it to patients. And so I joined the company as a distributor um, and then began selling the product um, just like I would any other product from the clinic, you know, Mm -hmm. for the patients. And um, but because there was this real fire in me to share the science and the technology really behind this and how incredible it was for really everybody (laughs) and uh, every animal I just started sharing it with friends and family you know they knew my story and my journey with the kids um, already so when they heard what had happened with, with my youngest son they wanted to know more and then I just began sharing this with um, a lot of my veterinary colleagues um, who are close friends and so many of them actually were very interested in getting it in their practice so I started to get some different distributors um, who were veterinarians and uh, who knew me and trusted me you know and I think that's really how it all began is, is just me sharing this information with people. And so as distributors started kind of signing up under me, um, and of course, customers, tons of customers, just through either clients or friends or family, um, I started to see this sort of side income coming mm-hmm. in. And, uh, and that was great because, you know, it's like, why not? If I'm sharing and educating people and the company's really, instead of paying a, a middleman, they just pay you, you know, and uh, for advertising, essentially. So um, I had no problems with that aspect. And, um, and then what it eventually happened is the team just began to grow and grow. And I started taking more responsibility on just um, doing webinars and educating and, and helping other distributors build their business. And so the more I helped them, the more my business grew. And sure. uh, after a few years, I was actually making enough money with the company to be able to step back from clinics, um, which was incredible. Um, because when my, my younger son eventually needed his transplant, um, mm-hmm. whereas with my first son, I, I didn't have the option to stop working, right. but because of life I was able to actually stop working and be home with my son for two years to get him through his surgery to homeschool his recovery. It was just as a mother, that was that was probably my biggest why for um, being doing the, the business side is that I, that residual income is so powerful and really changes people's lives when you're not having to trade your time for money or choose your job over your family um, and so that's really how it's impacted my life as far yeah. as
0: the business It's really powerful and and look for for those of you listening this is not a recruitment video for uh, that Allison and I are doing uh, for this this is just a real life story of uh, tremendous success that's had a great impact, you know, for for Allison and her family and everyone else she's touched. You know, I've never asked you this. I'm going to put you on the spot, um, and you can get mad at me off camera afterwards if it's if a bad question. <laughs> um, how, how do you have a, a field? Do you know how many people are either distributors under you, or how many people whose lives you've touched? I mean, it could be that could be customers too. I've never asked anyone that. I mean, I'm newer to this a little bit, so I, I've never even thought to ask anyone that. So
1: yeah. The, it, I, the last time I checked, I, I believe there's over a thousand. That's uh, cool. That's you great. Know, in that organization. And uh, in most of these people I've never met or talked to. And which goes to show you too, how powerful this industry can be because you know, when I'm in my office or my clinic, I'm really only able to impact that person standing in front of me and their pet. And something like this, where you tell someone who then tells someone who then tells someone, your reach becomes so much far far farther and expansive than you could ever have. And so I feel like that there's going to be people and animals impacted for years to come that that I that would never would have if I hadn't shared it with someone else. And so um it's really cool to know that you you know you can have that kind of impact and it just can exponentially grow without you doing anything you know just yeah it's no fun. it's
0: it's awesome and that's really what uh, you know all of us that are doctors in any way shape or form that we call ourselves doctors are uh, doctor means teacher um, you know technically in the Latin translation and you're teaching people and they're teaching people and it has this multiplicative effect which is just incredible so you've got um, you just have Everyday, run-of-the-mill individual people that that have probably become client, you know, customers and distributors. You have equine vets as well as other vets, right? So you have equine vets and other large animal, small animal vets. Um, you have other healthcare, other health practitioners as well that have become part of your team.
1: Yeah, um, actually, yes. Uh, several chiropractors. that Actually, have another naturopath on our team as well. Um, A lot of people within the healthcare industry, a lot of nurses, a lot of physical therapists and um, respiratory therapists, massage therapists, so, you know, a lot of those types of people as well.
0: Oh, it's neat. It gives you such a diverse group, and what I've said to people is that as I'm getting involved, I'm I'm meeting all sorts of people that before I kind of felt like, uh, you might have felt like this in your practice before, too. You're kind of like on an island. And now, you know, working at your own practice and doing your own thing every day, and you've kind of got blinders on, another equine reference, uh, blinders on. And, uh, you know, now with this, it's it's expanded, even though you don't know all the people that are in the organization, you've got all these different people that you're interacting with and helping to spread the word and also uh, grow a business that even, I, I think it's amazing to me, the people I've met like myself and like you, it wasn't really an intention you know, uh, that your life was going to take a direction with this. But what was really compelling, uh, I think, for you and for me as well, obviously, I don't have the story with your your kids. I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. Um, But when we talk about the science, let's talk about that a little bit because we haven't talked about that. Just as we multiply our effect with uh, building an organization, getting more people out there, it's kind of the way that the NRF2 activation works. Because it's not molecule for molecule. So do you want to talk a little bit about uh, maybe activation versus supplementation? Because that's the old school way that I I still do that with some people in certain acute and chronic uh, situations. But maybe have you talk a little bit about activation versus supplementation, and we can kind of get into maybe the NRF2 works as well.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, I think for me, what was so fascinating about this is, you know, for years and years, we've all all heard about taking your vitamins and supplements and antioxidants and all of these things. And you know, as we mentioned earlier, oxidative stress, which is just the accumulation of free radicals in the body, is the number one cause of aging and disease. And so, any way that we can combat oxidative stress, um, that's going to have a benefit to you. And the the bigger impact we can have, the better. So. Traditionally, antioxidants have been the only way that, that we've known to combat free radical damage, but unfortunately, um, they're not very effective. And same with foods, you know, the antioxidant-rich foods, um, your greens or your blueberries and things like that, they, they have what's called a direct antioxidant. And so what that means is that it's a one-and-done process. When you consume that product, that food, it's going to knock out one free radical and you're done. Mm-hmm. and our bodies there's actually been studies down this. our bodies produce over 300 sextillion free radicals every single day so if you're only fighting them one at a time with antioxidants um, you can see that you're not going to have a huge impact on reducing that oxidative stress at that mm-hmm. kind of number so i talk about it as like if you had a house fire like our bodies a house fire with oxidative stress especially as we get older then taking antioxidants is really like pouring a dixie cup of water on that house fire versus um, the other way we fight oxidative stress is through our indirect antioxidants or endogenous and these are enzymes that our bodies make glutathione superoxide dismutase catalase are three big ones and after the age of 20 we you know we grow till we're about 20 but after that we start to age and the older we get, the less and less our bodies produce these powerful enzymes. And these enzymes work a million to one. So one glutathione molecule will neutralize 1 million free radicals. And the process doesn't just stop, it continues to go for two weeks time. So it is, it's like literally, instead of the Dixie cup of water, we have a fire hose in every room of the house. And um, and that's how we get that powerful reduction in oxidative stress. And so with ProTandem, that's what it does is it It reduces it by 40% in the first 30 days. And it's even been shown to reduce it further the longer you're on it. So to you know, that is initially the first study that came out on Protonum showed that. And then all of these medical schools and universities started studying it. And this is how we've got all these 26 peer reviews on PubMed.gov. So how does it do this? So what it is, what it does is, you know, protonum's five herbs. And these herbs have been used for thousands of years, but they're combined in a very specific ratio. And if you deviate from this ratio, you don't get the same effect. But what happens is when they're combined in and, and tandem, is it activates a genetic pathway in our body called NRF2. And this NRF2 protein molecule turns on, it literally binds to our DNA and it turns on the production of antioxidant enzymes. And not only that, but thousands of other protein molecules that are involved with, you know, um, inflammation, scar tissue, even cancer. So it is a really powerful pathway. Thousands and thousands of studies have been done on NRF2 um, since the late 90s, which was when, when it was discovered. And so it is becoming a, you're seeing a paradigm shift now as we're realizing that supplementing is not the most ideal way to get to your cellular health, it's activation. So activating these genetic pathways is really the key. Um, And being able to find it and do it naturally is wonderful. So finding herbs and and food compounds that you can combine like a recipe literally to flip the switch on these genes. And so that's how it works. And, uh, you know, so, you know, that's why we see the results, um, you know, that we didn't see kind of with, with other things.
0: Yeah, I mean, so for people listening out there, endogenous anything is always better than supplemented anything. That goes for a drug, that goes for a supplement, goes for anything that you'd be putting in your body. Even uh, as Dr. Parnes mentioned, uh, even food, the way the molecules get into us to help uh, augment cellular health or stimulate uh, anything in our body. This is a neat thing that was done by Dr. McCord where when I used to use many of these herbs separately, but to be honest, uh, be self-critical, I was kind of guessing at the combinations of them. Individually, there are things that have been researched to help do some of these things as well as other things. Uh, We don't want to take a reductionist kind of approach with with our discussion here. But when you get the synergy of these things together, uh, I remember seeing a study, a presentation from Dr. McCord, where individually they show the components and they have, uh, it's de minimis or almost negative effects in to certain instance by themselves. And when you put them together, there's a multiplicative, called geometric, 18 times uh, effect that happens uh, with uh, an activation standpoint with what Allison was talking about. So it's, it's a really neat thing versus treating with supplements. And from somebody that, that considers themselves to be somewhat of an expert in functional medicine, uh, it really gets down to a functional medicine approach with this, that we're really turning the genes on. That's what nutrigenomics means is we're, Taking micronutrients and putting them in there and signaling uh, our body to produce its own endogenous stuff. So we use these terms freely sometimes, and maybe for some people not watching that or that school in this, I just want to make a clarification so they understand. And this is what any practitioner would want. They would want the patient, whomever they are or whatever they are, when we're talking about animals, to produce their own uh, molecules that would help to uh, turn on processes and get rid of those causative things of oxidative stress and uh, inflammation that are very problematic for everyone. Um, what would yeah, you add to that, Dr. Parnes? To,
1: to add to that too, I think, um, you know, I, I run across people all the time and even even before Protanum came into my office, there were other products that we carried, nutraceuticals and things that had some of the ingredients that Protanum has, which the five ingredients are um, turmeric, milk thistle, green tea extract, Ashwagandha and Bacopa, so those are the five herbs. And a lot of um, products nowadays, you know, have turmeric or curcumin and things like that, you know, or um, green tea components. And so even in our our animals, as well as people, you know, I would often hear, well, I'm already taking, you know, turmeric or I'm already taking, you know, milk thistle. Um, We use that all the time in animals for liver uh, problems. And um, so what I try to explain to people is, you know, again, that synergy and the ratio. And what was really mind boggling to me is that um, because they were able to prove that it was this ratio that was, it was more important even than the ingredients is the ratio, Mm -hmm. And because they were able to prove that they were able to patent the product. And that's unheard of. That's why pharmaceutical companies don't look at natural compounds because you typically cannot patent a plant. And um, because they were able to show the science and the technology behind this, they were able to patent the product. So that's why when you go to PubMed and type in ProTandem, you'll see the studies on that product versus a lot of other products, you know there may there's if you type in the name you're not going to see any peer-reviewed studies you might see studies on some of the ingredients but to me that was like a light bulb like wow this is totally different than anything else
0: no it's a huge thing and when we talk about um, uh, the efficacy what's interesting to me is between talking to you and some other equine vets um, I've now heard stories uh, so my daughter uh, has been involved in that world and my family was involved in that world for a while. And we know that typical, whether it's, uh, you know, just a, just a, a working horse at a farm or a retired horse, uh, or take a sport horse or even a thoroughbred racehorse. Uh, we know that oftentimes these things are on hundreds of dollars worth of supplements, uh, whether it's for, uh, foot health or for, uh, laminitis that they may have uh, developed on and off or it's for gut health. I don't know if every, the average person that doesn't follow horses knows that many, many horses are on a meprazole way too many damn people are on it that shouldn't be on it. Uh, it's a whole other, uh, presentation, uh, but they're on stuff for their coat or they're on stuff for their joint health. And what you've seen, I know you're not an equine vet, but with some of the equine vets that, that are part of your team, they've seen instances where they're able to get these things off of hundreds of dollars or worth of stuff and save the owners and or the breeder and or the farm quite a bit of money, right? With, with being oh, a, yeah an RF2.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, de- and even in, in small animals, we see the same thing where, you know, you have, you have all these different products and they might be natural products, but you have something that's going to be focused on the skin, something that's focused on the joints, you know, something for the liver, something for the heart. And by the end of it, you've got like these yeah. people walking out the door with a whole pharmacy full of, of different supplements. And um, horses as well, and so if we go back though to start thinking about root, the root cause, the root of all of this, oxidative stress affects every organ and every system in the body. So to me, it just simplifies. You know, p- many people don't want to have to be, you know, forcing all these things down their animals and horses. And so if we can say, hey, why don't we? There's some things you can eliminate if we know we're hitting oxidative stress. It's going to affect all these different areas, and so many people have just kind of weaned them off or taken them off their other supplements and just done for and have actually seen even better results than they were seeing with all these other products they were giving and saving them money. Um, yeah. so, you know, I, I love that so sort of my, my clients love that they're like, wow, one, one pill versus 10. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, and there's pill fatigue, whether you're talking about a human or a horse or a dog, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there's it's just, <laughs> it's just ease of compliance, right? That's that, uh, right. Becomes a, a bit more of a simplified approach uh, from that standpoint. You know, I'm always talking with people about uh, you know uh, helping people you know fix their mindset and fix their how they manage their environment. When we talk about environment. Uh, when we talk about oxidative stress. So when you talked about oxidative stress earlier, I just want to point that. I want you to chime in with this too. Um, you know, oxidative stress comes from just the cellular activity in our bodies. That that's part. We can't really stop. That's that's what happens. We breathe air in, we combust, we form ATP in our mitochondria. We have other cellular waste and debris that needs to be dealt with. And, And that therein, we have the nature of some of the oxidative stress. That's kind of called endogenous, you know, just from us being living, breathing beings and, you know, bringing in oxygen so we can live. There's a lot of other things from an environmental standpoint. Can you comment on, uh, The environment, you know, we can teach people to manage their environments, uh, but we have to manage them for our pets, right? And for animals that that we surround ourselves with. Let's talk about the environment and oxidative stress because it's not just confined to what happens from a cellular metabolic standpoint.
1: Exactly. Well, and and pets in particular, I feel like have a much higher load of of insults than even humans do um, in many ways because most of our pets are eating processed foods that Mm -hmm. are, you know, made at very high temperatures, it creates carcinogens, it takes out a lot of the nutri- nutrient nutrient um, rich things. And so they're getting a lot of, you know, uh, products in their food every single day, you know, they're not eating the variety we eat and home cooked diets and things like that. So um, that's number one, their diet can have a huge impact on adding to that oxidative stress. Mm. Number two, many of our animals, horses, dogs, cats are getting monthly dewormers, they're getting heartworm and flea medications, tick medication. These are, you know, insecticides um, that are being put in them or on them every single month. They're also outside. So they're being exposed, you know, their feet, they're not wearing shoes, mm-hmm. at least dogs and, you know, things. No, there's absorption, <laughs>
0: right? They're, they're getting the back, absorption correct? through
1: yeah. the skin. Um, yeah. you know, so again, pesticides are are a big one out there. Um They're also eating things off the ground that aren't necessarily I've never
0: seen that. I've never (laughs) seen a dog eat eat anything off the ground.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, you know, they age twice. They age much faster than us, too. So oxidative stress plays a big role in their lives. And managing that, you know, there are definitely things you can do as far as diet goes. Um, Unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do with with the air and the soil and the, I mean oh, yeah. you know things like that and same with people I mean we're exposed to all these radiations you know EMFs and sun and cigarettes and pollution and you know diesel fuel so it's um it's really impossible to prevent right. you know many of those insults that we're exposed to every day in our environment you tried true, true. <laughs> and you know what
0: I, what I even tell people is Look, I mean, in an ideal world, I'll I'll talk about the people side of it for a minute. I'd I'd like uh, people to get out and breathe fresh air, get out in the sun, exercise a little bit more. I'd like them to understand what mindfulness is so that I don't get the glazed over look in the face when I bring it up to a lot of people. And I'd like them to eat better. Um, I'd like them to do all those things. These are various levers we pull in, you know, transcending from human being to well-being or creating a better and a healthier lifestyle or what we call a health style. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people won't do that stuff. Uh, So what I'm telling people on the human side is at least do something to control oxidative stress, i.e. what we're talking about today, and inflammation, and you're going down that path. You're going to probably feel a little bit better. You might have less aches and pains. You may not notice anything. I mean, I don't know. Does everybody notice everything when they take their cholesterol drug or they take their drug for high blood pressure? I mean, you're not going to notice how you feel all the time, which is why testing would be great if we could do it. But the idea is if we can get you down the pathway where you're doing something, you may start to do other things. And we know from a behavioral science standpoint, when you start to do other things, your, your opportunity for success and your probability for success goes up. We can't control all these things in our pets. They're going to go out and run around. You control food. Uh, I want to add in when you're talking about food, you're talking about water also. So if the water, people listening yeah. are the people listening drink filtered water themselves, Give your dog and cat filtered stuff, whether it's water or something else you're giving. Give them stuff that's clean. I mean, this is why we, when we try to clean up our own environments, we, we can do it also for our pets and take care of them better. This other arm that we're talking about, uh, I want to ask you one last thing about uh, treatment. We all can say we've got uh, a pet with, let's say, a chronic condition, and maybe they were diagnosed and had a biopsy done. They had maybe, maybe something moved that was carcinogenic those people it's kind of a no-brainer you're going to say we had an issue or some other diagnosis and now let's use it to stave that off what we're talking about from an oxidative stress standpoint and maybe using uh, something that helps the nrf2 pathway Uh, what about from a prophylactic or preventative Uh, do you recommend that also
1: absolutely um i think the sooner that you can get on top of oxidative stress the better because like you mentioned um you don't always feel high cholesterol right you don't feel that um just like you don't feel oxidative stress until it's led to a problem. Right. Um, but we know it's there. So, um, and studies have actually shown the earlier you can intervene, the better. So I 100% recommend it for um, healthy, young animals. Um, you know, if they're, I mean, maybe not necessarily puppies, but once they get, you know, a year old or something like that, just getting them on it as a daily maintenance. And, you know, I think we should, say just for compliance um, reasons that because protanum is not a drug, it's not FDA approved, you know, as a drug, um, it is a nutritional supplement. We cannot make any sort of medical claims um, as far as it treating, curing, or mitigating disease. So I just encourage people to um, make the connections, you know, if, if you're wondering can protanum help X, Y, and Z condition? Um, I would just go to pubmed.gov and type in the condition and oxidative stress and see what that link is, because most likely there is a big link. And so then connecting those dots of, okay, if we know we can reduce oxidative stress to this degree significantly, then we can infer that this may be beneficial. Right. So, um, but you know, I definitely recommend it for like prophylaxis. I, I take it myself. Um, Sorry, the mailman's here. <laughs> um, so, you know, I know what runs in my family history, mm-hmm. medical history. And so that's the other thing is our genes are not necessarily our destiny. It's a blueprint that we have the ability to change gene expression by what we put in our bodies. And so, um, you know, this is also another way to kind of give yourself that um security of knowing that, hey, you know, cancer and things may run in my family, but, you know, we can change certain genes. I mean, if you eat a McDonald's hamburger, you're going to get genes that express bad things for the body. Yes. If you take protanum, you're yeah. going to get genes that turn on good things. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> you know, and I say that to people all the time when we talk about managing environment is uh, I, 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 I write and speak about epigenetics often, which is how our environment will influence our genes. And oftentimes, unfortunately, we're talking in a negative way with people but nutrigenomics so people make the connection there this is a way from a nutrient or micronutrient standpoint we're also affecting our genes and it's a form of epigenetics so if people have been hearing more about epigenetics because they are hearing more and more in the press about it um, besides all the other junk that we're hearing about in the press but this is a way that you can you can say i'm not going to become you know what my mom or dad was or relatives were from a disease state standpoint from our animal standpoint we've all had animals that have died predominantly, a lot of them die of cancer. And it's because of the reasons that Dr. Parnes talked about. And we're not saying it's going to cure cancer. We're not saying it's going to mean that your dog will not succumb to that or your other pet will succumb to that. What we're saying is it, it can help the processes that reduce the oxidative stress that reduce the inflammation. And like Allison just said a couple of minutes ago, you can connect the dots and you can make your own decisions on it. We're not here to try to, Uh, preach to people about this or beat people up about it but it's certainly something as we I believe are in National Dog Day actually today if it's it's supposed to be the the 26th right we're on the 26th yep I I thought I saw something come through it's National Dog Day so it's (laughs) fitting that we get people to think about think about their animals whether it's a dog or another animal uh, along those lines what would you like to add Dr. Parnes you know as far as um uh, insight, ideas, inspiration, uh, suggestions to anybody as we kind of part uh, today and kind of move on. Uh, what would you like to share with folks?
1: I think you know um, like you mentioned our, our animals are are like family and um, you know we want our pets to live a long good quality life and um, I feel like this is something that you're giving your animal the best chances of doing that and reaching their full genetic potential and um, living out their lifespan in a healthy way, and and you know, this has actually even been shown to extend life in in mice. There's a study that was done on that by the National Institute on Aging, and so we really have the only product that's ever been shown to extend life in our in our pets, and um, and so I think that goes for our family too. You know, we we just want to have the best impact we we have we can have um, and just share this with others you never know whose lives it's going to change there are people on their knees praying for answers Um, you know all over the place if you start to listen people are suffering with all kinds of issues and um, modern medicine hasn't fixed it necessarily so it's just something i feel like When we hear this information, it's important to share, um, you know, because you don't know whose life is going to change. And that's what i found. That's the most rewarding thing um, for me is just having somebody um, come back to me and say, thank you so much, you know, for telling me about this. And it's changed my life. So, you know, or my pet's life.
0: That's tremendous. Uh, We're so blessed to have you come on. Um, Well, I appreciate your time today. I mean, that was just incredible. Uh, I think people will gain a lot of insight, uh, not just on uh, nutrigenomics uh, and NRF2 pathway and what we can do with them uh, through our affiliation with these products, but great insight into you and your heart. So it's appreciated. So, while looking look at folks, make this a great day. Uh, we really want to thank you for tuning in to the Human Being to Wellbeing podcast. And uh, we look forward to bringing you another tremendous individual that's having unbelievable impact on the world. Make this one a good one. It might be the last one, but we're hoping it's not. This has been the human being to Well Being show with Dr. Bernard J. Fragamani. Make sure you check us out on all of our social media platforms so you can stay in touch and in tune with everything that we're bringing you around health style, transformation, natural medicine, Functional nutrition, nutritional psychology, and the whole gamut that's going to make you live forever as a well-being. Go out and make this day the best day you've ever had because it's the one that we've got.